Welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Joshua, and we are on to week seven. That's right, week seven. And uh, the hits keep coming. We keep on somehow finding players that I uh, am completely uncomfortable listing, naming, that end up actually working out. Sometimes uh, out of pure luck and nothing to do with the reasons I said. uh, Other situations, injuries, fortuitous events happen that put the player I picked into a good position and then they do well. And I claim, absolutely claim credit for being a genius, regardless of what, you know, what happened, whether it was what I said or not, but they scored points and that's what matters in fantasy football. It's whoever scores the most points wins. So let's go get some points. All right, we're going to look back. We're going to look back at last week. Last week is week six. And I know you're all thinking, no, Josh, this week is week six. This is next week tonight. Did you not know this? Where is the intro music? Welcome to next week tonight. That's right. It's next week tonight. Okay, so week six recap. I know the games didn't happen, but I'm going to recap what happened because I, of course, know what happened. No, I don't know what happened, but I do know that you are going to do very well if you're playing the streamers I told you about last week, such as Keyshawn Vaughn, who, by the way, uh, he jumped up to about almost 50% snaps and opportunity to share last week. I know Fournette was technically active, but he did absolutely nothing. I hope you did not start him. I did in one league, kind of just for the fun of it, and because I was going to be starting, I don't even know who otherwise. Oh, no, I do know who. I'm I'm too ashamed to say it. Um, and... I benched him everywhere else that it really it really mattered, so I hope you did too. But in the meantime, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn did pretty well. Actually, got himself a touchdown reception. So if this week I just saw news that still Fournette is questionable, so maybe this will actually work out. He's playing the Packers. They give up a lot of uh, points to receiving running back, and that seems to be a role that uh, Vaughn can... There's an avenue there for Vaughn to to get more snaps and opportunities just like he did last week, if he can keep that up. Isaiah Ford uh, was an ad last week as well. Um, Demir Bird, David Moore, Donald Parham, Chase Claypool. Yeah, you know, just nobodies, just nobodies. Um, Let's see. No, uh, week six, you could be streaming for quarterback. Yes, I skipped over the Chase Claypool news. I've been talking about him two weeks. Uh, not because I'm super high on him, but just because of the good situation. The other weapons were beat up. And yes, he's a talented guy. Yes, I did just trade for him this 
the, the week before he went off. Yes, as part of my neg negotiations, I did say to the other guy, I'm not super high on him, but he's more of a thing for 2021, and I am rebuilding. And the next week he goes off for four touchdowns. So I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, streamers, week six. Big Ben versus the Browns. Smash it. Kirk Cousins versus the Falcons. There was a brief scare, COVID scare, but it seems like we're okay. We already mentioned Vaughn. Um, very similar, Swift versus the Jags. He, Swift does have that receiving role, and he's a buy for me uh, lately. I know he, of course, costs a lot, especially if we're talking Dynasty, but in redraft, it's probably not that bad. Uh, but I do think he could start doing something. This is about the time the rookie running backs start doing something, and anyone who starts telling you otherwise or telling you they know everything they need to know already about whether these running backs are successes or busts, they don't know. They really don't. Um, wide receivers Keelan Cole versus the Lions. He loves that short yardage stuff, and we just saw that Chark is maybe not 100% still. Um, so there you go, Keelan Cole. You can start James Washington or Chase Claypool versus the Browns. This was actually the target that I wanted to pick him up last week before last week's games, but it was for this game. He went off last week. He could go off again, but you already have him. That's the point of this entire endeavor, guys. You want to already have him every time somebody breaks out. Uh, and then Christian Kirk, same things versus the Cowboys. Um, great matchup. There's some interesting things there. I, so uh, I kind of skipped over it. I started to say sorry, but uh, yes, I'm a day late with this podcast. Um, I just got too deep into the weeds, like researching things last week and making myself a spreadsheet tool. Um, but it's it came in very useful because what it allowed me to do was kind of find the um, the changes in market shares, in snaps, in you know different things, air yards um, from week to week. Uh, typically, you know, week four to five, but I also looked at three to five. You know how it changed over the last couple of weeks. So these are the kind of things that I I, I can kind of see. A, a data that supports whether a player is doing something or or alternatively we can see uh, a player whose snaps and opportunities are decreasing so this is essentially what uh, tipped me off to darnell mooney taking over more uh work away from anthony miller all the way back before week three and then just last week in the game, they're talking about Mooney and they're saying how, oh, he might be taking over the role from Anthony Miller. I already told you this two weeks ago. Okay. I should not just randomly insert claps. It ruins things. I apologize to your ears. Um, okay. So that's the kind of thing I'm doing here when, when I'm finding these. Larry Fitzgerald's uh workload kind of went down last week and I was trying to figure out why if look if I'm missing something so there's some reason he got dinged up missed like half the game or something I, I really couldn't find much reasons for it but meanwhile Christian Kirk was playing more playing well he tied Hopkins for targets uh so I really like Hop 
I like Hopkins. It's true, I do. But I also like Christian Kirk um, playing against the Cowboys because it's the Cowboys. And, of course... I, of course I do. And he has a good matchup next week. So this is a this is a play. This is a buy. This is, you know, this is everything. Go go get uh, Christian Kirk playing the Cowboys. Also, deeper leagues, you could pivot to Andy Isabella, who also he's not getting a ton of share uh, snap share, but but he's getting valuable targets and plays uh, when he is put in the game. I'm not as worried about snaps. Um for wide receivers as I am running backs. For running backs, like we're talking about Vaughn, it was really big that he jumped up to a 50% snap share over, you know, what he'd been doing before. So that's actually really big. Okay, moving on, I talked about Eric Ebron versus the Browns again. And uh, great defense is the Dolphins to play against the Broncos. All right, and we were trading for Keyshawn, so Vaughn was everywhere last week. We're acquiring Harry during his buy. People are maybe not quite as high on him. If you're a contender, I was saying you're buying Chris Godwin. If uh, you need running backs, you're buying Todd Gurley, Miles Gaskin. Those guys continue to work out. Uh, both of them worked out very well this past week. And then I said cash out on Jarek McKinnon. I love Jarek McKinnon, but... but there was a chance Mostert was coming back soon, and he did. And McKinnon's uh, McKinnon's opportunity share uh, took the largest plunge of any, uh, other than you know for obviously for injury reasons. So I, I still think he can have good games, just like he was having good games before Mostert went out, before Tevin Coleman went out, or actually it was while one of them, at least one of them, was out, but. He was having good games in the in the receiving game, but it was just like on three targets, but he was making a play. He can still do that. He's still a deep flex player during your bye weeks, but he's not a reliable starter like he was for a couple of weeks there. Uh, I hope you heard that Mostert was playing and did not start him like I did in your flex and lose by one-tenth of a point. That's the trade section. Moving on, week seven. Week seven. The bye weeks for week seven are the Vikings, the Dolphins, the Colts, and the Ravens. If you have stars such as, I don't know, Adam Thielen, right? Kirk Cousins, he's not going to, you're not going to be able to stream him this week. Uh, Devonta Parker. Philip Rivers, just kidding. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, also just kidding. Uh, but Lamar Jackson, so on. So these are guys, if you have them, you're going to need to replace them. So we're going to play uh, special attention to quarterbacks right off the bat for streamers because you're going to be missing a couple because of those buys. Teddy Bridgewater playing the Saints. We don't always think about the Saints as being a good defensive for your quarterback to play against. They've had decent pass defenses in past, you know, recent years even. But right now, be it the combination of uh, the Saints scoring and so the teams are scoring, having to try and score too. I don't know what it is, but it's a little bit of who they've played. It's easy to say that until you say they also just almost lost to 
rookie quarterback Justin Herbert, and then it starts to become an actual thing. Uh, so Teddy Bridgewater, and he's playing really well right now against the Saints. Joe Flacco plays the Bills. I know, I know, but in a deeper league, this 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 could be okay. Um, but at the same time, I'm not sure if Flacco is going to be playing in week seven. They may go back to Darnold by then. And I don't hate that either, to be honest. Um, I don't hate that either. So yes, I am recommending you stream a Jets quarterback in week seven. This may, if this might be the last episode ever next week tonight. Uh, running back Swift versus the Falcons. So we're just staying on this. Uh, we're we're, we're going to keep pounding the receiving backs uh, in, in good matchups. Simple as that. Uh, a little more obscure. If you haven't noticed, I, I, I keep trying to do this. Uh, uh, I'm going to be saying the more, the, the better option, the one I'm more confident in first, and then it's it's all downhill from there. Okay, so Jamal Williams versus the Texans is a legitimate running back stream in week seven. This is 2020. Marvin Jones, yes, he's probably owned, but if you're in an active league, he's quite possibly has been cut. Uh, he has not been good. Um, however, the, the the Lions are playing um, a team, the Falcons. So, you know, it's the Falcons. Just play everyone you can against the Falcons. But this is an example where next week tonight is looking a week ahead and seeing this. Next week, everyone's going to see this green matchup and pick up Marvin Jones. You have to pick up Marvin Jones now when he's had a down, another down week and nobody's high on him. Nobody wanted Brandon Cooks two weeks ago. Everyone wants Brandon Cooks this week. This is how it works. It doesn't, it hasn't happened. Nobody wants him until it happens and everyone wants him. Tight ends. I should have more wide receiver streamers there. Follow me at Fusion FFB on Twitter. Uh, shoot me an email if if Twitter isn't your thing. And I will try to get some more wide receivers on this list for you. Uh, may even have one by the time I record the video for this. So be sure to watch that video too for the bonus streaming wide receiver. Tight ends, Gerald Everett. I'm going back to the well for Gerald Everett. He's coming on strong. And guess who isn't? Uh tight ends Higby Hurst you know some guys maybe I warned you about maybe I saw Hayden Hurst cut in a in a league this week and it brought such joy to my heart Logan Thomas is playing uh the Cowboys that's that's send hit send that's it Drew Sample playing the Browns uh, I, I will say a little bit about this. So Drew Sample is the kind of guy who's going to get a lot of targets when you're playing a defense that is good at taking away other things. The Browns defense is not that great, as we know. But, but they're not terrible. 
and they can they can rush the quarterback uh particularly you know we've got Garrett over there they they can put some pressure on um they they have some decent cornerbacks so sometimes you hit them on a good game a good week like when they played the the Colts if, they, if you look at their DST scoring it's like every other week is a good week for the Browns defense so I think they could have a decent week this week playing the Bengals uh, with Sample, who could end up just being just like uh, when they played before, just getting a bunch of these targets. And that's all we're looking for here. Uh, no guarantee for touchdowns. All right, and then for defense, I'm playing the Packers against the Texans. Uh, the Packers defense isn't great but they're really not that bad either and their offense is so good that it's pushing teams to to try and score and because they're pressured to try and score it can also result in a lot of turnovers interceptions and so on it may also result in negative points if the other team successfully scores a lot of points but i think usually it's it's going to be ugly and the uh, the turnover points are going to end up boosting you uh, a little bit more than uh, just replacement average. All right, so that's the streamers. Now let's talk about players you need to be adding. Must adds. First of all, Gabriel Davis. Just make sure he's owned. It's embarrassing he's on this list again. Same thing for Demir Bird. Last week was their bye week, and so... Even though the week before that he led the team in targets, it's being completely forgotten coming out of their bye. Also, Cam Newton is back. That's going to be a good thing as a whole. Of course, Keyshawn Vaughn is here again. Guys, this is disappointing. I don't know who to be more disappointed in. You for not having already actually picked these guys up or me for repeating the same name over and over instead of uh, coming up with new ones. Running back, Michael P. Ryan, Jets, Bell is gone. He is the rookie. If they want to actually move forward and build something, they're going to want to see what he looks like. Maybe he will look like rookie Miles Gaskin. Maybe he will look like sophomore Miles Gaskin. I don't know, but if he hits, you want to already own him. You should add... KJ Hamler, wide receiver, Denver Broncos. Uh, Locke is is either returning this week or will be here by week seven. And that's a good thing for that whole offense. As much as little as I have faith in Drew Locke, I have more faith in him than the other Denver quarterbacks. And so he is somebody who I, I he's a good player. He's just playing a good player. And uh he could he could profit from Locke's return and some good matchups here. Fant is also possibly returning in week six, so that's not great for Hamler. I would have loved to see Hamler with Locke without Noah Fant, but we aren't. If he's good, or as good as Fant, then he should demand more work because just in the pecking order, receiver compared to tight end the tight end has to be truly better to take work away even from that second wide receiver 
Next one's a little, might seem a little more obscure, but I really like this guy and digging into the data has actually changed my perspective. I initially was thinking Jalen Guyton was more of a short, uh, like short target replacement for Keenan Allen. However, over the last three weeks, his air yards, his uh, depth of target have all grown a lot. His um, his actual production with those targets has increased. I really like Jalen Guyton as the third wide receiver on the Chargers. If 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 Herbert really starts to loosen up, uh, even a third wide receiver could could profit. Or if there's any more injury. Uh, if if Keenan Allen's back continues to spasm, if uh, Mike Williams continues to land completely flat on his back from about four feet up in the air over and over again because he can't land on his feet, there's a chance he will, like, I don't know, break a rib or bruise a rib or whatever you do to a rib. So... Guyton could be thrust into a, a, even a bigger role, so make sure Jalen Guyton is owned. I'm going to kind of add a little bit of a segment, not a segment. It's just a point here for Dynasty specifically. I wanted to find a guy that even in your Dynasty leagues is quite possibly going to be on waivers for you to pick up. And it goes with everything I just said about Jalen Guyton, except this is the fourth wide receiver. It's KJ Hill. And he is a speedster. He's a great deep option. And if if Herbert does start throwing it deep, if Mike Williams does get hurt, I think KJ Hill could have some flashes. This is one of those ones that I'm 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 completely out over my skis. So this is probably the one that's going to work. Trade in Dynasty. Um, I don't hate the idea of trading for Jimmy Agropolo right now. Uh, this is obviously that's probably going to be a super flex league if you're really worried about a Jimmy Garoppolo, but just saying that he's coming back healthy. He hasn't really looked that good. There's just confidence in Jimmy G is at an all time low, and his schedule is really nice second half. So he may look a lot better by the time everything's said and done. So even if you're rebuilding, he's especially if he's you're rebuilding, he's a great buy because. You can buy him cheap now. You don't actually need him to score you points right now because you're not trying to win right now. You just need him to appreciate more value by the end of the season. And he can do that. Go out and we talked about already Christian Kirk. People still are dismissing and disrespecting him. They have not clued into what I've already talked about, about how his work is increasing, how he's getting established. People are still locked into their anti-Christian Kirk narrative, which was, to be completely fair, written because he was not being good. However, he's shown enough that I am willing to take that ride one more time um, with what I'm seeing right now with how he's establishing himself. Last chance. Let's go, Christian Kirk. All right. So for the next guy, it's going to be mixed opinions. You're probably not going to like me. Um, Let's look at wide receiver ranks. So Adam Thielen is wide receiver one, 15 through five games, 15.4 per game 
average. Calvin Ridley's wide receiver five with a 13.5 point per game average. The fact that you just believed me and it made complete sense is very telling because I actually just read you 2018 through week five stats. Let's actually look at 2020. Adam Thielen's wide receiver two with 15.2 points per game. Calvin Ridley's wide receiver three with 14.6. That's right. Calvin Ridley is doing, he he's doing what? Six, seven points more. No, I was right the first time. Six more points in five games as he did his rookie season in five games. Tell me what the difference is. What changed? Is this a third year is this a third year wide receiver breakout? Is is six points better than your rookie season a wide receiver year three breakout? I don't think so. I think it's just the same variance that we saw in his first year with the big games, touchdowns, lots of touchdowns. It's the same thing. I am seeing his rookie season all over again, and everyone's flipping out about how, oh, he's so good, we told you. I asked the question on Twitter. I said, who is your biggest you know, guy that you were right about? Go ahead, run your victory laps, which is which is great. That's is what I'm encouraging people to do. So I'm not I'm not down on that at all. Okay. What I am did notice is that a lot of people responded with Calvin Ridley. And I'm hey, great, good for you. You got a guy who is helping you win and getting points. That's the point, is getting points. I just I'm trying to figure out why this is some breakout confirmation he's a wide receiver one of the future when it's only six more points than he had through first five games in his rookie season and here's the difference he he had zero points in his first game as a rookie like he did nothing he played 64% of the snaps, so he was playing. Interestingly enough, 64% of the snaps for a total of 54 offensive snaps. Not, I'm not lying about this. 54 offensive snaps in 2018 week one, zero points. Uh, week four, just last week or two weeks ago, depending on how you want to look at it, 64% of offensive snaps for a total of 40 five snaps and he scored zero points basically you just never want calvin ridley to get 45 snaps because he will score zero points clearly that's the lesson here now i'm just i'm just saying that to me the fact he put up a zero in that game tells me he is not a wide receiver one and this is not a wide receiver uh, year three breakout. This is just a high variance explosive. Yes, yes, absolutely. Wide receiver two. Wide receiver ones don't put up zero point games, one target. Okay. 
Uh, he didn't get targeted as a rookie, so at least he had that. He had one target as the supposed third-year breakout. This is it. He's the future guy without Julio Jones there, and he still puts up a zero. I was willing to excuse it for the rookie playing in his first game ever. I am not willing to excuse it for third-year number one no Julio in the game, playing the Packers in high-scoring, what should have been a high-scoring game, and you do nothing. I know he had a big game, he bounced back in week five. So, I it doesn't matter. He's not going to be consistent for you. He's not a consistent alpha wide receiver. One, he is a very good toy and he is uh he's better than Juju Smith-Schuster who would be the kind of other example of this that I would point at that sometimes the the talents of a teammate are so so good that they just elevate everyone and it's they even elevate their competitors their their uh teammates that are supposed to be hurting when they take targets away from them as if that's how targets work it's not instead they're generating more and they're helping the whole offense we saw how antonio brown did that and we still i don't think give antonio brown enough credit for helping make juju smith schuster it is not the cliche oh he was drawing the double and so that left up the other guy to have a good week no that's that's not what i'm saying i'm not saying antonio brown drew doubles i'm saying antonio brown raised the level of the entire offense and just increased the the potential created plays possible plays for his teammates just by being on the field in a way that other number one wide receivers don't do julio jones he, he, there's not many wide receivers in the league that are up that, that level of AB, but Julio is one who's close. One of the only ones that's close. So while we are seeing Calvin Ridley get volume in 2020, I mean, he's on target, on pace, for like 160 targets. That's a lot. But if he's still only doing six points better than he was in his rookie season, what's going to happen when Julio Jones is simply healthy? And why did Julio Jones die? Because he hurt his hamstring. I don't get it, guys. I don't get it. Go buy Julio Jones. I'm being a hypocrite right now because my friend has sent me multiple offers trying to get me to accept a counter for a trade that would get me Julio Jones. Instead, I'm trying to buy Allen Robinson. Uh, I do like Allen Robinson. I would be buying Allen Robinson. But there's no up or down in his value. He just is. I just like him. I like the deal I got for him. I don't want Julio in that league. But as a whole, as a rule, especially in a redraft, because that was a dynasty league, so you can understand now. In redraft, Julio Jones, go buy him. I didn't even have him on the list. He is now. 
liquidate Calvin Ridley, acquire Julio Jones. If you had a hard time following that, be sure to check out the video. See you next time, everybody. That's right. That was too loud. Sorry. I'll back off. Welcome. I'm your host, Joshua, and uh, let's do this. Sorry, it's I'm a day late. I know. I'm sorry. Why did my camera just kick in? I'm not doing anything. Who's watching me? Go away, FBI. I didn't do it. You can't prove anything. Oh, I have an app up. That's why. Okay, now it's off. Good. All right, guys. I can't keep any of that. I gotta cut it. Ah, dang it.